0: Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. First John chapter 5. Now this is a very familiar passage of scripture, and, uh, but uh, the Lord gave me some new insight on it that is going to, I think, going to be a great blessing to you. It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Let's all read that out loud together, all right? for whatever is born of god overcomes the world you know it's very important that we take a moment and pause right here because god's declaration need to take this in this is god's declaration over us and we who are born of god says that we overcome the world this is what god says we are not overcome by the world we overcome the world i I also want to point out from this, the first part of this verse, that it says, whatever is born of God. Notice it didn't say whoever. So it's not limited to just whoever, even though whoever is included in this definition, the biblical definition of this word, but it means anything that is born of God overcomes the world. That encourages me because it's vital for us to know this because the Lord has birthed many things, you know, in the earth. He's birthed many things for our own lives, for us, in us, through us. And just to name a couple of those things that God has birthed are his promise to us, his promises to us, and also his plans for you. You know, just like Jeremiah said, the, the Lord spoke to him and he said, I know the thoughts that I have for you. I have plans for you. And that means he has plans for all of us. And his plans, these God-birth plans and his promises that he has for us, there's nothing that the world can do to stop those promises or to thwart his plans. This is good news, isn't it? Nothing can stop this magnificent power that comes from God. Let's read the next part of this verse now. It says, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. So first it says, whatever is born of God overcomes, and now it says there is a victory. This victory has overcome the world, and that victory is our faith. So by our faith, we are born of God into this victory, and this victory is born of God. And so by our faith, we are simply born victorious. We don't obtain this victory by winning some kind of battle. Uh, We're simply born into it. And then it says that this victory has overcome the world. Now, I know I'm being a little bit teachy with you today, but if you'll stick with me, uh, I think this is really going to bless you. Um, this We're going to look at a couple more scriptures, kind of pull things together. It says this victory has already been accomplished. That's what this is telling us. It has overcome the world. It's already been secured. Otherwise, it can't say that it has overcome the world. For you and I, this means that this is a, positional victory, not a conditional victory. Faith is the victory. Now, in, in order for us to be in such a position, there is one condition, and that condition is to believe. That's the only condition that's required of us to be in a position of continual victory. Think about that. By believing, we're positioned actually in a retroactive victory. It's already been done. It has overcome the world. Now let's jump down to the next verse, 1 John chapter 5, verse 5. It says, Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So what does believing that Jesus is the Son of God have to do with overcoming the world? I'm glad you asked. Because there were requirements for this victory uh to transpire there were requirements that had to be met and there was a battle that had to be won in order for this victory to be achieved and Jesus is the one the one and only that could do it he met all those requirements and he won the battle necessary i want us to take our bibles now and go to colossians chapter 2 and verse 13 colossians chapter 2 verse 13 i'm so excited about this i'm trying not to jump ahead of myself i keep trying to head a little bit further down the message. So we're just going to walk through this together. And like I said, I believe it's going to really bless you. Colossians 2.13, And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him. He has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. So Paul shows us our condition, right? We were dead in our trespasses and the uncircumcision of our flesh. Now look at verse 14, though. He made us alive. He forgave us by doing these things, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Verse 15, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Think about that. So there's the battle that was won and the requirements that were met. One of the requirements from God was that without the shedding of blood there is no remission, there is no forgiveness of sins. And we know that the wages of sin is death. So how could any of us meet those requirements? How could we uh, we're already dead in our trespasses. How could we do that? Also, how could we win the battle if we were already defeated by sin? These things were impossible for us to accomplish. I mean, just imagine somebody going out to a graveyard and saying, all right, these are the rules. I need all of you to behave. I need you to make sure you pay your taxes, uh, be nice to each other. That's impossible. They're dead. I need you to bleed for your sins. Dead people can't bleed. That's, it's absolutely impossible. Or to go out there and say, all right. This is a fight to the the death. (laughs) So give it your all. They're dead. They can't do anything. And this this was our condition. This is why we have to understand what this victory is really about and why this victory was secured for us and why we need to know this so that we know how to live in it, so that we know how to not try to achieve it, but to simply believe. Amen. To simply walk by faith. But God knew this. He, He knew the impossibility. And so he knowing that we were powerless to achieve this victory, he took it upon himself to do it for us. The word says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Think about this. Jesus, the son of God that we talked about. Why is it important that we believe on him? And what does that have to do with us overcoming? It has everything to do with it. Jesus, this son of God, hallelujah. He bled and he died for our sins. And he brought us a full pardon. Not only that, that, did he forgive us of all of our sins, but he conquered the devil, death, hell, and the grave. Everything that was against us, everything that was warring against us, he conquered all of them. And so as a result now, Romans chapter eight says that he has made us more than conquerors, more than conquerors. In other words, what Jesus did is he achieved the victory. He conquered all of the enemies, and then he gave us that victory as a gift to us who believe. He fully accomplished it for us. And Paul says in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. He's showing us this incredible Bible truth here. And it, this is called substitution and identification. So Christ became a substitution for all of us on that cross. Died for our sins. In other words, he, he took you, what you and I um, were supposed to take. God pronounced this judgment, as I said, without the shedding of blood. There is no forgiveness of sins. The wages of sin is death. He pronounced this judgment, and then he took it upon himself to carry out the sentence of his own judgment. What an amazing God. So now we identify with him in that substitution. I am crucified with Christ. And Jesus became one with us as we were so that we could be one with him as he is. First John 4:17 says that love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this world. I want to finish that Galatians 2:20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. See, it's all his power, it's his life working in us. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. I don't live by sight. I don't live by what I feel. I don't live by my senses. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is such a marvelous truth for us believers so that we do not get caught up in the circumstantial uh, situations of our lives, that we don't get caught up in the world and its system that we remember that we are citizens of a kingdom and we are in a constant state of positional victory by faith. Now, we didn't fight for this victory. As I said, this was gifted to us. Now, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, the word says. And Jesus always leads us in triumph. But there is a fight for us right now, now that we are in this position of victory. But it's called the fight of faith. As a matter of fact, it's called the good fight of faith. The number one definition for good here is beautiful. I love that. The beautiful fight of faith. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 6, 12, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. In other words, what he's saying is don't live for this world. Live for that world. Live for the kingdom. The the life that you're going to be experiencing for all of eternity to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So this fight of faith is one that where we don't strive in our own human efforts and our own rely on our own resources. No, we are connected to a kingdom that has a God, a king who reigns in that kingdom. And this God is a God of more than enough. He has more than enough supply for you. He has more than enough healing. He has more than enough help for you in your time of need. So put yourself, keep yourself in that position of victory. You don't have to fight a fight that's already been fought and and already been won for you. Hallelujah. You just receive that victory by faith and you continue in that victory by faith. Faith is everything. It is the victory that has overcome the world. So being that it says it has overcome the world, that means no matter what is in store for you in the future, no matter what struggles, no matter what difficulties or challenges that are in front of you. And there will be some because we're in the world, right? And Jesus said, <laughs> in this world, you're gonna have troubles. You're gonna have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have already overcome the world. That's what it's saying. So we get his victory. And, and so you can know that because of your position of victory, victory is not something you, can, you have to like wish for and oh God, I hope it works out. No, you, you're already in it right now because faith is that victory. Amen. And then Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, this is the very last letter that Paul wrote before he uh, was martyred for the gospel. And he says, I have fought the good fight of faith. I have finished the race. I have kept faith. That's everything to any of our attention, any of our passion, any of our pursuit needs to be To have faith in God so that we can live in that sure accomplished victory every day of our lives. Praise God. Right now, where you are, whatever you're struggling with, um, maybe it's financially as a result of all this mess or sickness, maybe some strained relationships, whatever it is, if you would just, there with your family, if you'll just take each other's hands and uh, let's all agree together in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want to thank you for the victory that only you could bring to us, and you did it. You did it. You met every requirement, and you defeated every foe. And you graced us with this positional victory that we stand in by faith in God. And Lord, we thank you for that. Because you conquered every foe, Lord, you called us out of darkness and into your marvelous light. You have made us a whole new creation. That tells me nothing is impossible for you. The troubles that we face in this world don't even compare to those big troubles, but Lord, you took care of all of them. If you took care of the big ones, you'll take care of all of them. And I thank you right now for meeting needs. I thank you, Father God, for your supernatural provision. For these who have lost jobs, Lord, they've lost finances, I thank you right now that you are the one who supplies all of our need, not according to this world's economic system, but according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So we lay hold of your word today. We lay hold of your promises, Lord, because there's nothing that this world can do to stop those promises from coming to pass in our lives. And I thank you, Lord, that you sent your word and you healed us and you delivered us from our destruction. I thank you right now that everybody right now that is suffering in any kind of way, sickness, disease, pains, I command those things to leave their bodies. Lord, you said we can lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. I can't do that here, but Lord, I know right now they're gathered together doing that. But you also gave us this word of healing. You sent your word, and right now I send forth, I release that word of healing, and that word of healing is this. By his stripes, they are healed. And we apprehend this healing by faith in God, and we thank you for it, God, that every good thing, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. And Lord, I pray right now that even discouragement and, and, and any kind of depression and anxiety and fears, Lord, that those things would be removed by the power of God right now, that the joy of the Lord would be their strength, that the peace of God that passes all understanding would guard their hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for it. And, Lord, we're asking you for your help right now for our, for our nation, Lord, for the world. We're asking you, Lord, for a quick end to this coronavirus. Thank you, Lord. We need you, God. We need your help. And we thank you, Lord, for even giving uh, all of these medical teams, Lord, wisdom and insight. Father, these who are trying to to come up with a vaccine, I pray, God, that you would help them in that in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, so the Lord, this thing can turn around that we don't want to see any more people suffer. We don't want to see any more people down. We know that you don't want that either because you came to give us life and life more abundantly. But you also said when we agree as touching anything, it will be done. So I believe that today as we agree together in the name of Jesus. And Lord, what the devil has meant for harm and what he has meant for our destruction, I know, God, that you have a turnaround for all of us. You have the ability to make all things new, all things turn around for good. And so we're looking to you and we're trusting you. And we thank you, God, that you are faithful, faithful, faithful in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. For whatever is born of God, that's you, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.